Hello everyone, this is your host KK. I'm super excited to let you know that I've launched my first book called Why Me First. It's available on Amazon.com. I'm putting the link in the show notes. Click the link, grab your copy today. There is a free gift for everyone inside the book. May I also request you to please leave me a review. That would mean the world to me. Thank you so much. Imagine celebrating your success going on holidays, having bonfire on the beach with your loved ones. Unfortunately, most entrepreneurs experience burnout within the first year. But what is it that makes others succeed? I'm your host, Tajul Khurana. Call me KK. Join me as we have fireside chats with experts who have insider secrets around how to rest, rejuvenate, recharge and be Bonfire Entrepreneurs. Hello and welcome back to Be Bonfire Entrepreneurs with your host Kajal Khurana. You can call me KK. Our guest today is an award-winning author, international speaker, joint venture specialist and serves as president of the Steve G Success Group a multimedia training company which offers experiential public speaking training for executives, entrepreneurs, and professional service providers. It is my pleasure to welcome Steve Gallegos. Welcome to our show, Steve. Thank you, Kajal. It's a pleasure to be here with everybody. It's an honor. So Steve, tell our listeners who Steve Gallegos is. Well, that depends on what day it is. (laughs) (laughs) 21st of July, 2020, when we are recording it. (laughs) Exactly. No, what I mean by that is, is, and my wife teases me because I have, uh, like many entrepreneurs, I have a lot of, I have a lot of tools in my toolkit by which I can serve. And so depending on who I'm talking to that day, for example, if I'm talking to a realtor, I'm not going to tell them that I'm a photographer. If I'm talking to, you know, somebody that is a um, not in business, I'm not going to really talk to them about, you know, being in business. And so I, I change my identity, if you will. And I think this is important because it helps us then connect with more people. Right. And so going back to the essence of your question, I have a uh, wide variety of, of background as a musician, as a singer-songwriter. I'm, I'm a former trial attorney, a lawyer, awesome. an author, a speaker, a photographer, a filmmaker. So all of these skills help in business, right? right. And so, like I said, so who is Steve Gallegos? That's why I said it depends on what day it is, depends on who I'm talking to. But essentially, I'm just someone that has been at the very bottom of life. And I found through the help of mentors, through the help of other experts, I found my way to climb back up to the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And it's my, it's my life's mission to help others around the world do the same thing and create remarkable lives for themselves. Amazing. So you are a multi-talented, successful entrepreneur. <laughs> Amazing. So Steve, how did you started this journey? What was first? Were you an attorney first? Were you a musician first? Please talk to us about the beginning of your journey. The beginning of the journey, it's, it's interesting because I, you know, all of us have a lot of experiences. We have different jobs, we have different careers, 
we have different things that we experience in life. And it's not until later on in life that many of us connect. Oh, that's why this and this and this happened. I started my, my life as a, as a 17-year-old kid that wanted to commit suicide. I was, I, was, I was told I was worthless, so I was programmed. My programming, my mind was such that I'm no good. I can't do anything. I have no skills. I have no talents. And I, I changed that by taking my own life and I joined the United States Marine Corps, which is the military service here mm-hmm. in the United States. And in those 13 weeks, there were two individuals, no, three other individuals in my basic training group class that were having trouble with the academic portion of the training because they were primarily Spanish speaking. And so because Spanish is my first language, I was born in Chile. So I decided I took it upon myself to help them. So every night after everybody else went to bed, the four of us would get up and we would go into the showers and we would sit on the cold, wet, smelly floor Mm -hmm. and we would review that day's material and I would translate it from English to Spanish. We would discuss it and then I would have them discuss it back to me in English so that I knew they understood. Well, a couple of weeks later, one of the drill instructors came rolling, came running into the shower, screaming and yelling and, and cursing and making lots of noise because he heard us in there and he thought that he was going to find us doing something stupid, right? So at, at two in the morning, what could four young Marines be doing in the showers at two in the morning? <laughs> so, right? You can just let your imagine, imagination run wild. So once he found out what, what we were doing. And I explained to him, sir, you know, and, and I explained to him what we were doing. He said, okay, carry on. Well, as a result of that experience, Kajal, I was awarded the honor graduate position. It's the equivalent of a valedictorian. It's the equivalent of class president or however your listeners want to view it. So I was awarded my first rank of private first class. I was given the Marine dress blue uniform, the beautiful blue uniform that the United States Marines wear. And only because I took it upon myself to help other people achieve their dreams. And so that for me was my life lesson my first life lesson, but I didn't realize what impact that would have on my life until then. I just thought that I was doing something really good for these, for these guys, right? right? I didn't do it for any particular reason. They didn't say, hey, Steve, if you do this, we'll give you this. That did not happen. Right. And so from, so from there, I went on to be a police officer for about five, six years. From there, I transitioned to being a lawyer. And all that time, I was also pursuing a career as a musician, as a singer-songwriter, I was going to be the world's next Julio Iglesias. And I, I know that you know that name, right? Julio Iglesias. That's who I was going to be. So I became an attorney. I was singing. I had a record label. I was performing in nightclubs. I left the practice of law, moved to Dallas, Texas, became a photographer, a filmmaker, video producer. And from there... Once I was in Dallas, people kept coming and asking me for help, mm-hmm. not, not for photography, not for video making, but about their personal lives. They were asking me for help with their marriages, help with their businesses, help with their drinking problems, help with all kinds of life issues. And I was started to think, why is this happening? I'm a yeah. photographer. Why are they asking me for this life advice? 
And somebody once told me, well, Steve, you, you, you have it all together. And I know that I don't, right? I have problems just like anybody else. I have struggles just like everybody else. But it seemed that I had a lot of experience by which I was able to help people. So I started looking back, Kajal, at my careers. I said, okay, I started out my first career as a Marine helping people. Mm -hmm. As a police officer, that's what you do, hopefully, is help people. You save them, you protect them, right? As a a lawyer, that's all you do is you're helping helping people solve their problems. They come to you for help, right? right, as a lawyer. And even as an entertainer, as a recording artist and musician, I was on stage entertaining people in a way to help them Forget their struggles, right? Relax and and enjoy themselves. And so once I saw all of the connectivity in my prior careers, I realized, wow, there's something here. What what is this? How can I turn this into a business? And this was back in 2007, 2008, when life coaching was just coming into the scene. But I didn't want to be a life coach Mm -hmm. necessarily. I didn't like the sound of that. And so I became certified as an executive leadership trainer. Mm -hmm. And I started going into corporations to help them with time management, with ethics, with leadership skills. And I found that so boring. (laughs) I found it so, so boring because the people that were in the room weren't excited to be there. They didn't want to be there. They were there because they were told they had to be there because it was part of their educational corporate process that they had to sit in a room and listen to some guy talk about leadership, right? And so I decided to leave the corporate leadership training and develop my own program, which is called Living Remarkable, Remarkable Mm -hmm. Living, which has three, three pillars. One is self self mastery. I teach entrepreneurs and business owners how to control their thoughts, their decisions and their actions communications mastery, Mm -hmm. which is how to speak, not only how to speak to the public, but how to speak to themselves, how to speak to yourself so that you can grow and thrive and flourish. Mm -hmm. And then the third pillar, Kajal, is relationship mastery. Because if you can't relate to other people, if you can't communicate well with other people, and if you can't master your own decisions and emotions and actions, your life will fall apart. And so if anybody out there is listening and you you feel like, oh, my life is just falling apart. My business isn't working. My marriage isn't working. My personal life isn't working. It's because one of these three things is out of balance. Your self-mastery, your communications mastery, or relationship mastery. And so that's how I got to what I get to do today, which I absolutely love, is to help entrepreneurs, business owners, and executives solve their struggles, solve their problems. And it's always in one of these three areas. Amazing. I have so many questions. Yes, <laughs> It's yes, amazing yes. how you started. I mean, you started by serving, right? When yes. you were uh, in military. I mean, it was just pure selfless service. And then how you moved to your next job as a police officer and then to attorney. I mean, you connected all the dots beautifully. It was amazing. And then you realized in 2007, 2018. So talk to us about mindset, how important it is. I know you're talking about relationship, your inner dialogue and your business. They all go hand in hand. And you, yes. you also spoke about, you know, communication to your own self. How important it is and what are the common mistakes entrepreneurs do? 
That's a beautiful question. Mindset is absolutely everything. Mindset, consider the mindset like if, if somebody likes to cook, mindset is the flour, right? If, if you're making bread, mm-hmm. um, you know, mindset is the flour because without flour, you have nothing. You can have all the uh, other ingredients, the eggs, the butter, the sugar, the milk, whatever okay. it is that you're going to put into the bread, right? But if you don't have the flour, you don't have anything. You can't make anything. And so that's the same thing with mindset when it comes to life in general. There's, you know, Kajal, there's so much noise out there right now, right? There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of, there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of struggle. There's a lot of negative, people are t- negative, negative, negative material out there that is causing people to become afraid. Yeah. What's going to happen? That's what we all want to know is, oh my gosh, when is this going to end? What's going to happen? And if, you, if we allow ourselves to be influenced by this fear, if we allow ourselves to be influenced by all of the people that saying that the world is going to end tomorrow, then we're essentially giving away our power to all of those people. Right. And by having the proper mindset, I'm not saying that we don't have struggle. I'm not saying that you're not going to face difficulty. I'm not saying that you're going to face obstacles. But the proper mindset says, no matter what happens, this is going to work out for its best, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so if, if you look at it from that way, yes, this is a problem, but the problem leads to a solution. So how can I solve the problem? Not how can I stay in the problem, but how can I solve the problem? And this is where I see people making the mistake. It's like we have, there's a story about two wolves, two wolves, you know, a wolf, right? Mm-hmm. In, the, in, the, yeah. in the forest, there's two wolves. One is starving and the other is not starving. And the question is, which one of these wolves are you going to feed? If you have some food and you want to get away from them, you're going to, you know, give your food away so that you can distract them, right? Mm-hmm. And that you can get away to safety. But the question is, which one of the wolves are you going to feed? Are you going to feed the one that's starving or are you going to feed the one that's not starving? Mm-hmm. And so with that parable in mind, and I think I have it right, with that parable in mind, the idea is that if you feed the wolf that is starving, in other words, the one that is always wanting attention, the one that is always seeking more and more and never getting enough, the one that's being really aggressive and the one that wants to fight all the time, then you're going to get more of that. Mm. And so if you're listening to the people that are always doubting, the people that are always questioning, the people that are always causing problems and say, why do we have to do this? And, and I don't like this. And, and, you know, they're always complaining. If that's the one that you feed, if that's the voice that you feed, if that's the wolf that you feed, you're just going to make that grow into bigger, bigger, bigger wolf, into a bigger, bigger problem, and, right? Into a bigger obstacle. Right. And, so, and so when we hear all these negative things out there in the world, whether it's from the news, from your family, from your employees, from your relatives, it doesn't matter who it's from. You need to say, okay, I recognize that exists, but that's not going to be my existence. Right. Okay. I recognize the problem exists, but that problem is not going to be my existence. What is the solution? And then let's just live and feed the solution. Let's focus on finding the solution. Let's focus on fixing the problem, not just hiding it, not just ignoring it because the problems do exist, but let's focus on the solution. So you have two areas that you can play in, right? You have the problem area and you have the solution area and you get to choose. 
you get to choose which one of these areas you want to play in. So that is why mindset is so important is, is it, it allows you to go around the obstacle, go over it, go through it. But first, it's important to recognize that the obstacle does exist. Now, right. what do I do about it? Right. So, Steve, uh, like you said, you have to choose, or especially for entrepreneurs, they have to choose their options wisely. While there is so much overwhelming information, you know, social media is flooded with yes. content. TV channels are flooded with content and, you know, stuff, negative information. How, what would you advise entrepreneurs? How can they filter information? Can you uh, touch base on that, please? That's another very good question. Thank you for that, Kajal. The way to do that is to simply turn off the noise. Number one, recognize its noise and then just turn it off. It's really that simple. I went through this experience after September 11th, 2001, when the United States was hit by the two mm -hmm. airplanes, right? And I was glued to the television. Mm -hmm. I was just watching every report. But after days and days of this, I just found myself getting sick. I found myself getting depressed. I found myself getting really annoyed and anger, more angry, because there was no solution, right? I chose yeah. at that point, because it was so overwhelming, I chose at that point to live in the pool of the problem rather than to jump over to the solution. And so my solution at that point was to just turn off the TV. Mm. I turned off the TV. I canceled cable, right? The cable mm. television, I canceled it. No more cable television, no more news watching, no more television watching, because even all of the television programs are all about murder, homicide, yeah. investigations, rapes, robberies, yeah. right? All of the police shows and stuff. Informative, maybe, but what they do is they just fill your mind that this is what the world looks like today. Yeah. So when you go out in the world, that's what you expect to see. You expect to see murders and rapes and robberies and all kinds of violence because that's what we see on television all the time. Right. So our minds get conditioned. So the way to do that, the way to eliminate it is, again, make a choice. That's it. I'm done. Right here, right now. It's, it's that easy. It's not, oh, I'm going to take a week or two. No. Make the decision right here, right now. Say, that's it. I'm done. And but then, people can't do it. I have been telling this to my some of my friends and some of my students. They find it difficult to turn <laughs> off like this. Like I mm -hmm. have done that. It's been five yeah. years. I haven't watched any TV or news or anything. We don't have cable connection. I don't read any newspapers, any yeah. magazines. I mean, I get a little bit of information from my clients, from my family, you know, and that's enough for me to stay updated what's happening around the world. Yeah. My kids don't watch TV. Like our kids don't watch TV. And some of our friends think we are insane. Yes. Some people do think you're insane. And to go back to the, to the, to the premise, to your question, Kajal, some people can't do it or they find it difficult. I'm going to um, disagree with them. It's not difficult at all because you've done it. Your kids have done it. If kids can do it, right? I've done it. A lot of other people I know have done it. We simply don't want to. Let's yeah. just get to the bottom line. You don't right. want to because when you think about it, if, if those people that say, oh, it's difficult, I can't turn off the news or I can't turn off the TV, I'm going to ask you, pick your favorite food. What is your favorite food? Is it pizza or is it a salad? And someone says, no, it's pizza. I'm going to say, well, which one are you going to choose? I'm going to choose pizza all the time. Why? Because that's what I want to do. 
The difficult thing is to choose the salad, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's healthier. It's not as fun to eat as the pizza. But people will always choose the pizza because it's more fun. It tastes better than a salad, even though the salad is better for you. It's better for your mind. It's better for your health. It'll give you longevity. And for so many other reasons, the salads are always better, right? So the same thing with this television. You're feeding your mind. You're feeding your body. You're feeding your soul. And so you're choosing. Yeah. Yeah, you're choosing the pizza. Now, trust me, I love pizza. So I'm not saying pizza's bad, right. I, but it's, it's, but it's got to be a really good pizza. Yeah. Not just any pizza. It's got to be a really, really good pizza. And then for me, it's worth it. And so that's the same with television. And we then you'll watch... have it once in a while, not exactly. every day. Not every day. It's once in a while. Then it becomes enjoyable. It becomes a celebration. Yeah. And so that's what we do with television. We don't watch television regularly because we don't have cable, but we will watch a good movie. We will watch a good documentary, yeah. right? Yeah. Family you make movie a good choice. Kids, yeah? Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it's simply that they don't want to. And I don't care what they say. Oh, it's so, hard. I can't. can't. Amazing. You just don't want to. <laughs> exactly. I understand that. But it also makes me think because people know what's right and wrong. Like They do. There's so much information. We discussed it before. Uh, everyone knows that drinking and driving is not safe, but they still drink and drive. Why is it so hard for people to take right actions? What do you think? It's, What's your experience? It, well, having been a police officer and a lawyer, trust me, I've seen... <laughs> Maybe that's I, why I I've asked you. Seen, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen so many people make the wrong decision and regret it later. And, and here's why. It's, remember, Kajal, when you were a child and maybe your parents told you not to touch the fire or the stove because it's hot? And you go and do it. Did you touch it anyway? No, I was a good kid. <laughs> you No, you were afraid to? <laughs> no, and I make sure my kids don't do that same as Okay, I. okay. Well, you you are the you you are the unicorn then because everybody else says, "No, I touched it." <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I am. I've been a black sheep in the family. I've been very disciplined since my childhood. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You you are a unicorn. Well, the fact the fact is that for most people, for most humans, not for you Kajal, but for most humans, um, whenever we're told that something is bad, whenever we're told not to do something, yes, we can see it, but until we experience uh, it, we don't mind. really appreciate it. We don't really internalize it. And so this is why people, they see people getting killed on the highways every single day because of inattentive driving or mm-hmm. because we're texting and driving mm-hmm. or we're t- talking on the phone and driving or for whatever number of reasons, drinking, drugs, goofing around, and, and not just driving, right? People get hurt all the time because of others' negligence or carelessness or inattention. Right. And it's not until we actually experience the consequence of our actions that we come to realize that, oh, wow, I made a mistake. Until then, it's oh, that happened to somebody else, but that doesn't happen to me. Right. And that's why it's, it's this, it's a conditioning. It's a conditioning that we've always had that until I experience it, I don't know what you mean. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to keep doing it because I've done it before. I've been okay, right? I, I've been drinking and I've been driving. I got home safe. Happened one time, two times, three times, 10 times, 100 times. I've been doing it for the last 20 years. 
nothing's ever happened. So nothing's going to happen tonight either. Mm. Until it's it interesting. Does. When it comes to that side of the life, people are very strong, right? But yes. when it comes to business, one failure, and then you give up. Mm-hmm. Right? It's right. the same because- person who has experienced drinking and driving and feeling safe and feeling confident. But when it comes to business, what happens then? They join the club. See, we're always looking to join clubs, to join organizations. And it's more difficult to join the organization, again, the choosing between the pizza and the salad. Right. Choosing which wolf to feed, choosing which decision to make. Do I drink and drive or do I let somebody else drive me home like Uber or or Lyft? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. When we have an obstacle, a challenge, or a disaster, something happens in our business and we fail, the large majority of businesses fail. And so we think, I'm in the large majority. I'm a member of this organization. I'm a member of this group. What does this group think? What does this group say? I like the people in this group. My brother failed, my cousin failed, my sister failed, my parents failed, my best friend failed, the person across the street failed. I'm comfortable. I know who these people are. But the people that didn't fail, the Richard Bransons, the Tony Robbins, the Kajal Kurana. um, (laughs) Oh, thank you. you. (laughs) Exactly. They're not in your organization because they've chosen not to be. Now, here's something else that's very critical. When something goes wrong in business or in your marriage or in life or anywhere, and we say we fail, we think of ourselves as failures or you're a failure. Because when we were kids, our parents or teachers said, you're a failure, you're a failure, you're a failure, you're a failure. And so we're conditioned that when something doesn't go right, we're failures, but we're not. Because y'all, a failure is an event. Yeah. Just like success is an event. No one is a success. No one is a success. Oh, Steve, but I am a success. No, you've done things. You've succeeded at doing things. But that doesn't make you a success any more than failing at things makes you a failure. If we were in a car accident, let's say I caused the car accident. Do I walk away from that car accident, shaking my head and go, I'm such an accident? No. (laughs) No. You say, I was in an accident. You say, I caused an accident and I'm so sorry. You say, an accident happened, but we don't call ourselves accidents. Right? right? But it's the same thing. When, when something goes wrong in our business and we try and sell a product and, and no one wants the product, we think that marketing effort failed. It was mm-hmm. an event and we can learn from it and we can change it by switching to a new product, switching to a new marketing strategy, or really defining who the audience is for this product and talking to that audience instead of talking to the people that want the salad, let's talk to the people that want the pizza, mm-hmm. if, if it's pizza that we're selling, right? So if, if we can get our mind wrapped around that, that we're not failures, we're not successes, you don't need to chase success. Success happens as a result of proper preparation proper focus, and proper identification and getting clarity of your business goals. If you have all of those elements together, whatever you're doing will succeed most of the time. Not always because you can't control all of the external factors. Right. But if they don't go right, that just means the event failed. But you are still an awesome, compassionate, 
amazing entrepreneur. Congratulations for having the courage to be in business and to open the doors and to expose yourself to the world. Congratulations. That's who you are. You are a winner. You're awesome. You're amazing. You're not a failure. All right. And also most of the people who are successful or who are a few steps ahead of us have not had it easy. They had their failures and they turned their failures into a stepping stone. That's why they, you know, we just look at the end results or the success they are in today. But I'm sure they had their own journey. Amazing. So Steve, give our entrepreneurs one piece of advice to escape burnout. One piece of advice to escape burnout. Recognize that whatever it is that you're doing, whether you're building a business, whether you're building a company, whether you're working for somebody, whether you're in school and you're studying to do something else, do something much bigger, recognize that there is a life outside of what you're doing. And we must pay attention to that life. And what I'm referring to is, if you are in your office, if you are at your desk, if you are in your garage, if you are at the factory 12, 14, 16 hours a week, I mean a day, seven days a week, you need to step outside into the sunlight. You need to walk in the fresh air. You need to go outside and see the beauty around you because there's beauty everywhere. There truly is. I don't care where you live. There is beauty to be seen everywhere. Whatever it is that you're doing is important. Yes, but it's not all encompassing. Don't allow it to swallow you up so that that's all you do. In other words, take a break. Connect to nature. Go outside. Yes, go outside and realize that what you see outside, the sky, the trees, the flowers, the birds, the animals, that's love. That's your creator. That This is where you live. This is all for you. And you need to go and enjoy it. So enjoy yourself once in a while. Amazing. So Steve, that's all the time we have. Before we say bye, please tell our listeners where can they find you? Well, first of all, the listeners can find me by contacting you, Kajal. And, <laughs> so sweet of and, you. <laughs> and, and, and saying, Kajal, go to Kajal and, and say, thank you, thank you, thank you for producing this podcast because we know it takes a lot of time and for bringing on these wonderful people that you've brought on because thank I'm learning you. so much. So, <laughs> so say that to Kajal and Kajal will let you know how to find me. Oh my God. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, I can't <laughs> sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> It's 9 p.m., 9.30 p.m. here. And and you make me feel so good, you know. Uplifting other people is also so important in today's time, you know. There are a lot of people who pull you down. But there are people who, there are very few people who are ready to uplift others. Thank you so much for doing that. You You are so welcome. You are so welcome. Thank you. No, seriously, do you have a website or I know you have a lot of programs for young entrepreneurs. I also know that you help people with public speaking, but we'll keep that for our, for our next show in a couple of months. So for today, please tell our listeners where can they find you. Uh, the best place to connect with me is on Facebook. Uh, Stevie G Success okay. is the best place, Stevie G Success mm-hmm. and also StevieGSuccess.com. Okay. I'm going to put those in the show notes. Thank you. And feel free to reach out anytime. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much, Steve. You have shared amazing information. And honestly, I still have too many questions, but we'll keep, as I said, we'll keep it for the next time. We'll love to have you once again with us. (laughs) 
Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be a guest on your show and to bring value to your audience. And I love your questions. And yes, this is the kind of conversation that we could have for hours and hours and hours and days and days. So Right. But I don't know if our audience have so much time to listen. So that's <laughs> no. why we keep it short. So they that's why we'll come back. Listen. Yeah, and then we'll come back. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Have a great day. Take care. Thank you, Kajal. You too. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Do you know, fragrance remains in the hands that gives rose. Would you please share this episode with your entrepreneur friends so we can help each other escape burnout, increase productivity and achieve our goals faster. Also, let me know what topics you want me to cover in our future episodes at info at bodymindsolution.com. Would you please take a moment to rate and review this show? That would mean the world to me. And yes, don't forget to subscribe. This is your host, KK. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.